Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, we've got a very exciting show today. We've got a uh, writer and director, filmmaker, documentarian, um, has a new documentary uh, that he's uh, he's made. And, um, you know, I was a little taken aback by the title at first. I didn't know what it was about and whatnot uh, when I got the press kit. And then I, you know, read a little further, of course. Who wouldn't? And um, I, I thought, well, this is interesting. This is interesting. And I watched the documentary and was blown away. This is fantastic. It's fantastic. And we've got Justin Superstar on with us today. Um, Justin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's uh, We actually just were announced as one of the best of the fest for the Minneapolis International Film Festival here. And so we get another screening Next week, and it's just like really great validation to have for a, a very uh, long, <laughs> long-term project. Oh man, I'm telling you, I am not in the movie business, and I um, when I started doing the the podcast, I, I you know I had known people that made independent film and this and that, and worked on film and TV, and I, I just didn't know much about it other than I thought it was really cool and glamorous, and um, then I've met all these people doing the podcast. And they're like, yeah, it's really cool um, when it is, and it's not so much glamorous. But the, the amazing <laughs> thing I've learned is time is different. Movie time is different than civilian time. Justin, I used to turn on a show on the television or something or put, pop a movie in and say, yeah, they made this six months ago, maybe last month, you know. Um, no, that isn't how it goes. I had not no at all. No, it's. A long time, and this and this film. I mean, so the title, which is obviously eye-catching, uh, "Mom and Dad's Nipple Factory." That was the core of that title, uh, which actually originally started as "My Dad's Nipple Factory." That mm. that title, like that, really came very early in the process. Like What's I funny? worked at YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it's one of those things that I worked at YouTube. Uh, I was one of the internet's first video bloggers. I've been like making online content for almost 25 years. And so really like, especially in the YouTube world, you think about your title and the thumbnail. And, and so in 2015, when this project really started and I had this concept and this title, I was like, okay, this seems like something that would stop the scroll if someone was on Netflix or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, well, what, what the heck is this? Absolutely. Um, and, and clearly, it you know got your attention too, so that's that's great. But um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a 81 minute doc about my parents, my very conservative Christian parents, uh, secret prosthetic nipple business that they built after my mom went through breast cancer and a, a unilateral mastectomy. So it's just this very like underdog, uh, unsung story that would never have seen the light of day if it wasn't my parents. <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> my, my uh, father really being very shy and allowing me to tell this story. And, and the reception so far has been pretty phenomenal. Now, uh, let, let the people know, when you first approached them and said, yeah, I'm thinking about making this movie, you know, I think it's, you guys have an interesting story to tell. And uh, how did they react? So my trick was I came at it and I was like, hey, you know, I want to do this five to eight minute short documentary. And that was that was palatable for them. I had just finished a little festival run with my first feature documentary, which came out in 2015. And I was really eager just to get back on the festival circuit because certainly coming from the digital world, it's one thing to have something get uh, a million views and you get comments and all these things, but it's a really different and very unique experience to be able to to have a film that you've created or content you've made play in front of. Like, I would rather have, honestly, like, what you get from a room of a thousand people watching your your content, your film or whatever, is like, the energy you get from that is, is in my opinion, better than if you got a million views mm. on, on YouTube. So it's just so much more tangible. And so I was really riding that festival high and, and I'm like, here's this thing, my parents' business. I was really a little bit like, because it was kind of an awkward thing to talk about and because filmmaking is, is my vocation, I thought, well, why, why would I just ask about it and get all the answers when I can do the more like roundabout Midwestern way and say, hey, let's make a short doc about this. And then that's how I get my answers versus just like, let's sit around the dining room table and you break down. Right. It's almost like there needs to be a reason. Um, and so that short documentary concept is what literally opened the door. This, my, my dad built his nipple laboratory in my sister's old bedroom in the house that we grew up in. And <laughs> it was a, a room I hadn't been in in literally years and it was closed off and it was dad's like private area. And that's where he was working on these products and photos of other women's nipples and molds and all these things. Like as he's developing all the, the different um, ways of matching uh, for women. And, and uh, so that was, that was kind of the gateway. in. Wow. And then as it, like, I just couldn't figure out the story. I'm like, is this a business? Is this something about my parents' business? Like, is that that compelling? And it wasn't really, and I tell people the title and I tell people the concept and they'd always give me this kind of wide-eyed look and be like, oh, you have to finish that. But it was around 2018 when I figured out, oh, this is, the core of this is my parents' love story and the core of this is this idea of becoming whole again that I, it went from more than just me and alone with my camera. I brought in some really talented help and I'm like, okay, let's do this thing right. And after sitting down with my parents and having this incredible two-hour interview with them that I was like was more concurrent time than I had probably ever talked to them in my <laughs> whole life, honestly. Um, I'm like, oh, wow, there's there's more to this. And that's when the feature really started growing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and this is, you know, this is something, it's weird to me that, not, not to film or anything, but the concept, uh, it's hard to understand in a way. I mean, I can, I can kind of, from a distance, empathize, you know. I can understand. Um, you know, people, uh, women have these mastectomies and whatnot, and, and it's a big deal. It's a very, and I'll tell you, it, it came home to me. Um, I was telling my wife about the documentary, 
and uh, you know we were sitting there BSing, and 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 I mentioned it to her, and she goes, oh, that's 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 earth shattering for pe- some people, most people. She goes, you know, women feel like aliens after they don't feel like humans mm-hmm. anymore. It's it's crazy, and I had never. I had never been in that situation, never been around that situation. So I didn't have any, and I'm just being honest, folks. I mean, I, I didn't have any really awareness of it until I watched this documentary. And I get it. I get it. It's done in such a way. And I'll tell you, and I don't want to talk weird about your parents, Justin. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to be a weirdo here. But <laughs> man, your dad's cool turned up to 10. You know, he, he, Oh, we got a problem. Don't worry about it. I'm on it. Let me do this. And he did it. Very inspiring. That was always it. Very inspiring yeah, as a husband, you know? <laughs> like, it, is, wow. it is like very much like hashtag couple of goals, right? Because I growing yeah. up because dad was so shy, I was always like, Well, oh, mom is the fun one and dad is just kind of boring. And then as I tell more people's stories, and there are some interesting stories from our childhood about just like, oh, yeah, dad invented this thing or that thing. And I, and I started to realize, like, oh, I guess, I guess there were a lot of really unique attributes to us growing up and just to who my parents were. And it was really as I started editing, editing together the film, and, and I think there's something really special about so, someone in this day and age who, like, really doesn't want to be on camera. <laughs> and that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, that's a thing where – you know, like, this isn't a guy who's, like, looking for any limelight at all. And right. I think there's something, like, but he is very open on the camera and I think in in some ways uh, confident and assured of himself as just, like, a person. Um, and it's funny, my mom asked my dad uh, his, his, like, reaction to the, the film, and uh, his quote, which I think is very, is very much my dad, is, "Well, I think it's well made. I would just prefer I wasn't in it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, like it's just so silly." But that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing where if someone other filmmaker, doesn't matter who it was, popped in and was like, "Hey, I think your story's interesting. Can I tell?" It? Even newspaper articles. My dad doesn't want any of that. And um, I just feel very lucky to have been able to grow closer to my parents. I mean, I, I'm not sure how you grew up, but I feel like everyone's got, like, if everyone did a documentary about their parents, I think the world would be a better place because it does help you get to learn about them as people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I remember certain key elements of myself growing up, finding stuff out about my parents and just thinking it was crazy because I'd never viewed them as, like, people, uh, if that makes any sense, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, and, and then you, like, I remember I came home, I was out with my friends, I was in high school and I came home early. I don't know. I wasn't feeling well or something. I came home and they were having a, a movie night date in the den and they were watching like Prince's purple rant. I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I, it was like, I walked in on them or something, you know? And then I, it was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, now as an adult, I, oh, of course they had dates, you know, I mean, they're married. That's what they do. And, uh, you know, um, you thought all they just punish you and yell and yell at you and things like that. Yeah, oh, that's like all I do, right? you know, like, critical. They have their yeah. own like journey, and I do think that this—that's what I really love—is like, while the topic is something that, and as I've gotten feedback from people, 
it is still a topic that people in a more conservative background are maybe a little reticent to see a, a movie about. But I think what we have made is honestly like a really great date night movie. Because and now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. It brings up, um, it's about a love story. My parents' love, love really comes through in this. But it is about an, an issue that I think is something that couples would really have a lot of, have a lot to talk about afterwards. There are a lot of things just with um, the way women's bodies are objectified and just especially in the medical community, how certain things are treated where it's like, oh, well, we, 
the cancer's gone, you know, bye-bye, you're gone now. Be like, people are like, no, right. I've been mutilated, and now, like, hey, don't you have a solution for this? And the solutions certainly 15 years ago that they had were pretty bad. And it was just kind of right. like, well, sorry, this is what you get. And um, it's this weird disconnect with the societal obsession with with female breasts, and then it's like they're so obsessed with it, but then it's like, oh, you can't, like, women as people, you just can't, like, uh, appreciate them trying to feel complete again after this very, uh, this this very intense um, surgery. And uh, there's a there's a moment in the film that uh, that I really wanted to make sure to include that's really powerful that shows some before and after photos. And mm. you just see this part of the body that is, again, it's very, like, glamorized. It's this or that. But you just, like, see these breasts that have gone through, like, a battle. And it's really heartbreaking. And it's something that I think is very raw and very real. But when those, when the missing nipple is put on there, you start to realize, like, hey, this is a way where someone who's gone through quite a bit can just have that extra sense of self and feel more like themselves again and how important that is. Absolutely. It breaks the spell. And I'm not saying that in a, a, as a negative. I, it, it's a positive. You know, it breaks that that depression a little bit, you know, and it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very, you know, it got me thinking. And to me, that is good art. When I watch something and I'm thinking about it a day or two afterwards, I'm like, wow, you know, that's, uh, that's compelling. Um, and I had never, I had a friend of mine, uh, somebody I'd known, I don't know, 20 years or whatever. Uh, didn't eat right. Didn't take care, lived fast. Didn't, didn't take care of themselves. Got diabetes lost a leg um, from the, their wow. right leg on the, from the knee down. And, you know, and they kind of joked a little bit, made a couple jokes and this and that. And, you know, so we, all of us, our, our group of friends, our, our, our community there, didn't think much about it. You know, it's like, oh, well, they're handling that okay and everything. They were not. They were not. Mm. And um, some stuff happened, and then everybody's, you know, calling every three or four hours on suicide watch for this person, you know, because the, rea- the the truth came out that they weren't doing well. And, hmm. you know, and that's, with women, I can only imagine, I mean, because it's, it's, you're losing part of your self-image, you know, uh, <laughs> crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, I just, I just feel like if there was a similar type of, disease or cancer or whatever and certainly testicular cancer is a thing but like if there was a cancer where like uh, as prevalent where they would have to do like penis removal you know that like Mm -hmm. every scientist they'd be like the most perfect accurate like robotic penis that would work (laughs) perfectly and like there would be billions and trillions of dollars put into the you know robot oh, would be. and, and they'd have easy names for them. It'd be like the LeBron or you know the Shaft. Or something, <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, all just that. I hate to say it, the the Gilbert Godfrey probably wouldn't sell that well. You know, um, no, that might be. I mean, if but, you're on a budget, maybe. Yeah, that, <laughs> work your way up. Uh, no, we're we're making light, folks, and this is not a, a topic that we should be making light of. But it is a great documentary, and it, it makes you think, and it brings attention. What an interesting story. I had no idea this, this business existed, this need existed. 
And um, most people probably didn't until they were put in that situation. And, man, your folks just took it, and they, and they kind of did it on the down low, too, you know? So crazy, crazy. Did yeah. That, how that did you really react, scary. Justin, when you, when you came to life that you're going to be a nipple heir, you know? You're going to be able to buy infinity pools and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, that's the think thing of all the movies I can make. Oh no, I mean that's <laughs> the thing. Like this, this business, I think they made like ten grand last year. You know, oh, this yeah. isn't like a lucrative thing, and and there are competitors now that do charge quite a bit of money, but I, I think it's like fifty bucks for for a nipple on my on my with my parents, and it's like you know two hundred and fifty bucks for some of their competitors, and it's because they're just like a little scrappy business. At the end of the day, like this is something that my mom says um, in the film, but it really is more of like a a ministry than a business. For them, it's just this incredible way that they can work together being such extremely different Mm. people. And they're able to be the best version of themselves. My mom who loves people working on customer service and my dad who loves problem solving, continuing to perfect this prosthetic process and so it doesn't really matter how much money it makes and it also kind of someone asked us the other day at a Q&A um, you know who's going to take over the business it's something where it's not like so lucrative and it's it's so much work where there's not like a no one's really clamoring <laughs> to take it over and I guess it's really you. great I, guess I think it's important um, or I think it's really important as well and, and I was looking in at some point to like touching on this in the film itself, but I, I really wanted to stay focused on the family. But in the intervening 12, 15 years since this need arise for my parents, technology has gotten a lot better. It has. And they're mm. working on things like 3D printing skin and doing actual like um, skin that will be able to be adhered permanently to the breast, so it will be more of a permanent solution. And even having just better prosthetic options than they did in 2007, 2008 is a big thing. So my parents have always known, like, this is a, this business is like a bridge. It's just like, we we were here for people like us who didn't have the solution for many, many years, and they're happy to be made irrelevant, really, because that means that there are better options out there for women that are that are more technologically advanced, that will be more permanent, that won't have the drawbacks of surgery or tattoos or whatever. So all that stuff to say mm. is that, like, it's, it is, I think that's what's really pure about this, is that um, it's not about, like, oh, I want to, like, juice up my parents' business so they can, you know, charge more and do this or that. Like, really, right. the, the great thing is that we're kind of at the sunset of this, the solution to this problem and there will be better options for, for men and women who go through this. And that I think is, even though it's sad that maybe my parents will, will shut down their business at some point, it won't be, it will, it will be because it's run its course for them. And hopefully that, that people really have a better option um, anyways, that, that makes more sense. And now folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, 
you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. That's amazing. That's an amazing. It's an amazing story. It's touching. It's heartwarming. It's funny. 
I um I really, really enjoyed this. Now, you're going to be, um, I believe the date, let me look at my notes here. You're going to be out on the West Coast, Northern, North California, Northern California, the Docklands, right? Um, May 14th? That's it. So Mother's Day, very, very appropriate. Um, I'll be out there with my mom and, and my sister, so they'll be able to attend the screening and be at the, the Q&A as well. So that is going to be in the San Rafael area for Docklands, and then nice. we're screening, actually, um, we, like I said, we are named Best of Fest uh, here for the Minneapolis Film Festival, and so we get an encore screening on Monday, May Amazing. 1st here in Minneapolis, which is which is super exciting. And there's other festivals on the horizon. We're not totally sure our dance card for the rest of the year, but um, we do hope that being able to get this initial kickstart and some recognition from wonderful folks like yourself and the festival will be uh, helpful for us to like really get this the audience that I think it deserves. Absolutely, absolutely. This is going to be, and I predict I've, I've I've been around long enough to know this to have experienced this a couple times, folks. This will be one of those really cool, compelling uh, films you see at a film festival, and you think about it for a few days, a couple weeks, maybe, and this and that, and it kind of goes off your radar. And of course, it's picked up for distribution at some point. And then you run into it again. You're, you're, you're flipping through HBO or what, whatever, uh, whatever, so many streaming things uh, now. Um, I, I had this happen to me. I saw it on a, a movie I'd seen at a film festival, and I saw it on a plane. <laughs> I was going there, and I was like, yes, yep. hey, I sat behind the guy that directed this. <laughs> you know, I was all excited. <laughs> uh, felt like a movie star. So I wasn't, and I had nothing to do with the film, but um, it was just cool seeing that. But this is definitely going to be, I, I guarantee, if it was a horse, I'd put money on it. You know, this is a very good Great. film. And Justin, well, Superstar is right. Justin Superstar, that's, that's a very good moniker. Um, I love it. And it's very fitting. You're real, real good at what you do, man. Seriously. Well, and, thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, if people want to stay hat. in touch, I mean, they can... They can check out uh, nipplefactoryfilm.com. We have a little newsletter or uh, Nip Factory Film on most socials, and they can keep track of uh, the journey because it's going to be it's it's going to be a journey. It's been a journey to this point. I think it'll be a, a journey the next couple months too. Absolutely, absolutely. And folks, I'll be adding those links to the uh, the show page and the podcast, which will go out everywhere. And uh, just amazing, just amazing. And, you know, like I said, I, um, I, you know, everybody's different. I'm totally different than your folks. But, man, I watched that, and, I, you know, my internal monologue was like, if, if, if stuff ever goes down, I want to handle it like his father did, because he did the right thing. <laughs> you know? I was very impressed. Very impressed. And you told the story of it, Justin. How cool is that? It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that my dad let me and uh, like when we premiered in Milwaukee, we were the opening night film and it was a theater with sold out theater with a thousand seats. And it was just this like real like moment of love for for my mom who was there and for this whole journey. And that was really pretty surreal and, and something that was, you know, this is like. This is the, I'll never make a film more important than this. This is like an, the ultimate family heirloom <laughs> and uh, yeah. something that I'm, I'm proud of and I'm really glad to hear other people are enjoying as well. 
Well, absolutely. And I know you got to run, Justin. I know I've kept you uh, a minute too long here. Actually, two minutes. My my little thing's been blinking. <laughs> I um, sorry about that. Um, go do your next interview. He's doing a lot of press, folks. He's doing a lot of press. See, that's that's a good thing. And um, I will finish this up. And thank you so much, Justin, for taking time to to come on the show. You know, class to join up a bit. I I'm very thankful that you did and grateful. Um, keep making films, man. Keep making films. You're real, real good at it. Seriously. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't plan on stopping, so it'll be uh, – and thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, man, anytime. Uh, well, there, there you go, folks. Hey, uh, before we end the show, I should mention uh, we have links up to Justin's website, his Instagram, YouTube, and the IMDb for the uh, film. Uh, we also uh, – I'm going to be adding, like I said, those other uh, direct links and whatnot. Um, check Justin's website out, uh, justinsuperstar.com. Very cool and just a very unique project. I'm, you know, I, I liked it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty impressed <laughs> and inspired, you know. So uh, very, very cool. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. We will be back. Uh, we're off for the weekend, so we'll be back next week. And, um, you know, we will see you then. Um, I think we're going to be doing a Jamie-only show next week. It's been, uh, we've been talking about it and whatnot. Uh, I have, uh, with my mentoring uh, of the art business and whatnot, I've had a couple, it's weird how stuff comes in in groups. I had a couple of people asking me um, about approaching art galleries and getting your stuff in there. And do you want to do that? Is it worth it? You know, all the uh, the, the secrets of that, um, which I normally would answer, you know, on our, we have a discord on our Patreon and all that, but um, I thought, you know, why not do it? It's time. I'm looking at the calendar. It's time to do another uh, update about the podcast and the art business and all that. And uh, so we'll just, uh, we're kicking around. So I think that's going to happen. Probably be next Thursday is what I'm thinking. The date is open. So we shall see. But, uh, Justin Superstar, I'm telling you, get check. You always hear me harping about going to these film festivals. I'm telling you, it's so they're super cool. Number one, you never know who you're going to meet, and um, if you do go, I don't care what business you're in, get business cards and hand them out uh, because the networking at any of these film festivals is amazing. Um, but keep your eye open, and I'm going to keep it open too, and I'll be making. Uh, post uh, when I see it uh, that it, this film's going to be playing at, at such and such film festival or whatnot in the future. I'll let you guys know on my social media and blog and all that um, because you want to get and see this. You want to see this film, and it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we will see everybody next time. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And um, you know, keep doing what you're doing, folks. Keep doing what you're doing and be nice to people. How about that? You know, the world would be a better place. We're all just take a breath, count to 10 if we need to, and smile. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, we'll see everybody next time. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tämä oli Pop Rocks Radio. 
Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. 